You are listening to episode six of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. How many different ways have you heard that you need an email list? We've seen the webinars, your favorite podcaster told you you need one, the Instagram ads are selling you templates to create one, all the blog posts on how much value there is in having one. So it's no big secret that there is power in having an email list. But here's what you may not have heard about email lists, and that's the power in having an email list for brands. Think about it. (laughs) You create your email list for consumers, potential clients, past clients even, so that you can communicate with them off of social media, so that you can build no like, and trust, and ultimately, hopefully, convert them into loyal, raving fans. Why can't a list do that for us, but with brands? To communicate with them off of social media, (laughs) to build know, like, and trust, and to establish a mutually beneficial relationship. In this episode, we're going to talk about how and why an email list can serve you as a way to foster lasting relationships, not just with your paying audience, but also with brand, and business audiences as well. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Gather, a visual platform that helps you source product, communicate with clients, and eliminate hours of admin headaches. Whether it's for a big project or a product roundup blog post, Gather has helped me streamline all of my product specifications, project details, and budget tracking. And I've basically created my own one-stop resource library. I know you're going to love Gather as much as I do, so head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with a free extended trial. Hey guys, it's Albie here, and we are talking about something that I know you have heard a whole heck of a lot about, but hopefully today's episode gives you a bit of a different uh, perspective on it, and that is email lists. I remember the very first email list I set up. I had no idea what I was doing, (laughs) like most people, Um, um, and like with most things that we try. So at that time, I set up an RSS feed, Um, which is essentially a feed that kind of like automatically um, generates any new post you create. Um, And I think this was like all the rave at the time. So I set up the feed from my blog so that every week or it might have been like every two weeks, um, my list would receive a rundown of any new blog post that I had posted in between that time. And like every so often in between those kind of automatic updates, 
I would kind of manually go in and send out a newsletter about maybe a new event or a new product or whatever. So this was during the times that I was doing freelance marketing. So it would be information on like a client, like an event they were having or an event we were hosting or like whatever. So, and I know I'm not the only person that's guilty of this, um, but I'm ashamed to say that when I did it, it was super tacky and spammy, but it was really the only way that I knew. There was no conversation. There was no finesse. (laughs) You know, it was just pushing out information, just shoving it at people. Thankfully, I have learned a lot since then. And now that email marketing has evolved, because let's be clear, this is not a new thing, but now that it's evolved to so much more than just sending out, you know, an automatic feed or a discount code or just occasional updates. It's really become this invaluable asset for the modern day entrepreneur. It's basically one of the very few assets in addition to your website that you can have pretty much some semblance of control over. With social media, you know, when I talk about control, You're at the mercy of algorithms and ads. You're hoping that you can actually cut through the noise and be seen or heard by whoever it is that you're trying to reach, but not with your list. It's a self-curated version of your community because whereas social media is very come one, come all, your list is where people volunteer to hear from you. That's, That's pretty dope, right? Whether it was a checklist, an ebook, a style quiz, they bought something for you, they watched your live, they attended your webinar, or some other way that they opted in, they literally opted in to get information from you in their inbox. They gave you their email address in exchange for whatever value it is that they thought they could get from you. And basically, so you could continue to talk to them, market to them, freely communicate and educate and sell to them and cultivate this space of loyal supporters and clients. Nothing I just said is new to you. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Everything I've said, you've heard before. But what I really want to dig into is that everything I said can also be applied to a brand list. So what is a brand email list? Now, it's probably not as common (laughs) as the email list that you probably typically hear of, but it's nothing that's rocket science, I promise you. Essentially, you want your brand email list to serve as a place where you're communicating with potential brand partners, whether it's vendors you want to open accounts with, Um, collaborate with on projects, do sponsored campaigns with, have licensing deals with. These are businesses as opposed to customers. Now, if you're someone who's already nurturing relationships with brands, maybe on social media, for example, you've already started this process, but now you're just taking it a step further and being a little bit more intentional with it. So if it is the case that you started, you know, building relationships on social media, for example, just like you would with a potential client, take them from social media to your website, to your list, you would, you'd be doing the same thing with a brand. So how can you build this list? 
I'm going to be completely honest with you guys because that's what you come here for. Um, building a brand email list might require a bit more trial and error. <laughs> you know, anything you're doing for the first time that's a little new, that's a little outside of the box, you're going to have to tweak and repeat. Um, and this is going to be especially dependent on your brand model, your current visibility. Um, but there are a few different ways you can definitely go about getting brands onto a list. Number one, on your website, you can just simply have a separate contact form. Like, just <laughs> it's that easy. Um, they're reaching out to you for one way or another. And I'm sure most of you have had this experience. You have your kind of like general catch-all contact form. And in there, you're getting potential clients, but you're getting brands. You're getting all kinds of other companies who want to pitch you for things. And it's like a mixed bag of contacts that you now have to sift through in your inbox. Creating a literal separate contact form that's designated for brands, you're already establishing from the outside looking in that you have two different audiences. So again, they're reaching out to you for one way or another. Somehow they landed on your website. You have now addressed you know, that you are someone who is open to building these types of relationships. So they use the form, they reach out to you. Once you have made that initial contact, you know, you simply communicate that you want to keep in touch, assuming that you would, and basically go through the steps of adding them to your list the way you would a client, you know, making sure, you know, you're compliant with all those email regulations and such. And that is the first simplest way you can start to build a brand list. The second way is that if you already have human contacts in place with a brand, so again, those relationships had already started to come about. So maybe your sales reps, uh, media contacts for collaborations, things like that. Express your interest in wanting to keep them updated on what you're working on and just literally ask them to opt into your brand list. So the same way, you know, you might go on Facebook and tell your potential client audience, hey, if you guys want to keep in touch with what I'm working on, be sure to join my newsletter, um, follow the link, or however it is that you phrase it. You could have a very similar conversation with the human contact that you already have with this brand. Be clear with them about what they can expect. So basically you're ensuring them it's not spam or the same messaging that clients receive. And more often than not, they're going to be really interested in being on that list so that they can also keep an eye out on what you're doing in case you're the right fit for something that they need a designer for. So it's really a win-win for both you and the brand. The third way, which really piggybacks off the previous suggestion, is if there are brands that already follow you online. So as a designer, you somehow gotten their attention on social media. So you may not have established a personal contact yet, but there is a social relationship happening. Also reach out to them. You know, especially if you don't have a reason to explicitly pitch them, but you wanted to have a conversation anyway, you wanted to stay on their radar, instead of just tagging them, I mean, you can do the tag, but once, you know, they reply or whatever, you're in their DMs, ask to be connected to whoever handles 
what you're interested in. And from there, express your interest. You want to keep in touch. You want to build a relationship, so on and so forth. Like I said, it's going to take a little bit of tweak and repeat. Um, You may not be able to apply the same methods to every brand. Again, depending on if you have a relationship with them, if you've ever had any contact with them, or if they're the ones coming to you. But until you really find the right contacts and methods and language that's the right fit for your model, especially if this is new terrain for you, it's okay to play around and see what works. I can't even tell you when it comes to clients how many times I tried an opt-in. It didn't work. I tried a new one. <laughs> you know, that that's kind of the nature of the game. And it's the same thing when you're trying to reach and build relationships with brands. I wanted to take a quick second out to thank you for listening to today's show. If you've made it this far, that means you like me. You really, really like me. And for that, I am beyond thankful. The design influence is all about you, the designpreneur. And so without you, there would be no show and there would be no design influence. So for us to keep growing, I need a favor from you. If you're not already subscribed, even though I really hope you are, I would love it if you go ahead and make things official between us and then share the show with your biz bestie, your design bestie, so that you guys can listen and discuss together. The more, the merrier. And if you're really, really loving me and the show, I would appreciate it even more if you take another quick second out to rate and review the show. Those ratings and those reviews really help other amazing designpreneurs find the show so that we can all be in this together. And it also lets me know how I'm doing. So I really want to thank you so, so much again. I appreciate you for listening and for taking time out to make me a part of your day. And now let's get back into the conversation. Now, this probably should have been the first thing I addressed, but I intentionally chose to leave it for last. And that is how you can use a brand list. Why would you want a brand list? I mean, I've made it pretty clear that this is a place that's similar to your public list, um, which isn't to be confused with a client list because I know a lot of designers that have this as a separate list altogether. Your brand list is where you can sell yourself and your expertise to brands. So what are we sharing? You can easily share things like new projects that are on the horizon, current projects you have underway, collaborations or other campaigns that are in the pipeline, exciting behind-the-scenes peaks that you have to share. These are all things brands are most certainly going to want to know because these are the things they're considering when they're looking for designer partners or really just partners in general, but especially designers. These are the things they want to know that'll help them discern if you are going to be a valuable partner, a valuable asset, if you share the same vision and goals, and you guys can really build something together. This You're probably likely already doing this, by the way, on social media. You know, so many designers are sharing their projects behind the scenes, their family life, their values, their faith system, their aesthetic, all these different pieces of them. They're getting the attention of brands, whether it's intentional or not, um, by tagging them 
or strategically using hashtags or just being, you know, well placed <laughs> on the platform. The difference between doing this on social media and via a list is that, again, with social media, you are at the mercy of algorithms and ads and hoping that you get someone's attention. With your brand list, you don't have that guesswork going in because they came to you. So imagine sharing, for example, with your brand list that you just booked a multi-unit project. Now, you probably could share this on social media, use the right hashtags, tag a few brands that maybe you already specified for the project, and that can definitely turn into something. But on your list, you might already have a company that's on there. They came to you somehow. And they are looking to collaborate with designers and showcase maybe a new mixed-use upholstery collection that they have coming out. Hello, mixed-use upholstery multi-unit project, perfect match. They see this update that you've broadcasted to the list. They're excited. It's a perfect fit for your project. They reach out to you, and now suddenly you have this amazing collaboration going on that could easily blossom into a million more opportunities. As opposed to, again, you post it on social media. Maybe they find you. Maybe they don't. Who knows? The possibilities are truly limitless as long as you open yourself up to them. So to recap, why you should have an email list for brands to start to attract more brands, if that is what you want. You want to let them know you're open. You want to let them know what you have going on. And this is a way to build know, like, and trust with potential partners. You can create a contact list, just plain and simple, a contact list, that is specifically for brands. So you have one for someone who's interested in design and you have one for someone who's interested in partnering. You can make use of the relationships that you already have in place. So you have your sales reps, you have your um, vendor reps, you have whoever you know in PR or marketing and you make use of those relationships to then get them on your list or you use social media in the same way that you would use social media to shuffle people <laughs> onto your larger email marketing list. Now you're just using it to shuffle brands. This is a way to start to build a more exclusive relationship, especially if you're not actually trying to pitch brands. If you know for sure you have a great idea that you want to pitch to someone, your, your mass email list is not the place to do it. But if you just want to at least start to build something, some kind of presence, some kind of rapport, this is going to be a great way to do it. You know, same thing with clients. You know, you don't use your mass list to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with potential clients and customers. You use it to really share more about you, to develop a conversation. And that's what you want to do with brands. So I'm, I'm super curious to know if this is something you guys would consider. I would love if you just tell me about your email list, if you have any. Um, I know that is something that um, a lot of people struggle with. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to build, and it's definitely not the easiest thing to maintain. But I would love if you would tell me about your email list, whichever ones that you have. How do you use them? Take a screenshot while you're listening. Tag 
at the design influence on Instagram or on our Facebook page. And so we can start to have a conversation about email lists. Do you have one for a potential client? Do you have one for past clients? Do you already have one for brands? You know, again, this is not a common thing, but it's not like this just rare thing that I made up <laughs> myself. Um, is this something that you've already been doing in your business? This way of segregating your list, is it something that you could see yourself benefiting from. Because again, depending on the model that you have, the type of business that you're building, this may not seem all that valuable to you. Whereas to someone else, it's like, oh my gosh, this is this this perfect, this is the missing piece I would need. <laughs> so I would love to know which one of those camps you land in. Um, if it is something that you would find value in, how would you use it? I would love to know what that would mean for you and for your business. And if you're just like, nah, Albie, mm -mm, this isn't my ministry. I have no intentions of doing this. I would also love to know why that is, why this isn't something that's a good fit for you. For more details, as always, on everything we talked about today, all the show notes and all that jazz, head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast. Um, I love having these very kind of different and interesting kind of like, huh, I never thought about that kind of conversation. So I would love to know what you guys thought about this episode, thought about the topic. I hope you will definitely subscribe to join me every week if you haven't already. And then again, let me know what you think. Screenshot the episode, tag us on Facebook or Instagram, but then also let me know what you think with a rating and a review. Share the show with your biz bestie, your design bestie, so we can all chat a little bit. Um, maybe you're already on my list. Maybe I'm already on your list. Who knows? <laughs> but I definitely want to keep talking to you guys. So thank you for hanging out with me today, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you're like me and you wear a whole lot of hats and you are just juggling all the things, a household, a business, and just life in general, chances are you are looking for a way to keep all of that on track and organized. I suggest that you check out today's show sponsor, Gather. I know you're going to love it because it is what I use to manage all of the things in my business, at least from products to project details, budgets, and just all those things in a way that's super pretty and super user-friendly. Head over to the designinfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with your free extended trial. Test them out with a few projects, a few blog posts, whatever. And I promise that you are going to love them as much as I do. Thank you for listening to today's show. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.